Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 15, meaning we're in Genesis 29 and 30, Mark chapter 6 verses 14 to 44, and then Psalm 7. Now we first look at our Old Testament passage, continuing to look through the generations from Abraham to Isaac, from Isaac to Jacob, and now the family and children of Jacob. Remember, this is the nation of God. This is the people of God, following the covenant from generation to generation. We have two main stories in today's reading. Firstly, Jacob and his several wives, many children and Laban tricking him. And then we have the Lord's blessing with great success and prosperity given to Jacob. Now, throughout this whole storyline, we see that God is in control. It is God who blesses Jacob with children, God who leads him into prosperity and God who is watching over them. It's a good reminder to each of us today, even in the mundane things of life, God is there. He is always watching over his people. And I wonder how differently we would live if we genuinely lived knowing that God was watching. What would you be ashamed of? What would you want to hide? In what areas of life would you be more confident in knowing that God was on your side? I think it was wise for a believer in Christ to walk each day as if Jesus was right beside them. It will guide you into God's will and away from sin, knowing that Jesus is watching every moment of your day. Now, as we head into Mark's Gospel in our New Testament passage, we read of both the messenger being John the Baptist and the Messiah being Jesus. However, let's start with verse 14 through 16 and see that there was much confusion over who Jesus was. His actions had clearly shown that he was more than an average man, yet it seemed people struggled to pinpoint who this Jesus was. Now, remember how Mark started his Gospel in verse 1? This account is all about Jesus, the Messiah. The important truth of Mark is identifying that Jesus is the Son of God and he is the rescue plan of God to save sinners. We now have this story of how John met his end and I personally think Herod's actions tend to get the main focus when in actual fact we should be focusing in on John. He refused for the nation's leader to live in sin, calling him out on the sin of adultery and John was put in prison and ultimately martyred because he stood on the word of God and stood for holiness. On the flip side, you have the family of Herod in sin and self-seeking ideals. So this is a battle between sin and holiness. And to some extent, it seems like sin won. However, you would only think that if you think on a purely earthly level. John honoured God and gave his life for God. And then he enjoyed the splendour of the heavenly realms with God. Even when evil looks like it's winning, it cannot take away the reward of heaven to the faithful in Christ. Now, before leaving the passage today, we have the feeding of the 5,000. And I think it's interesting that the original plan was to take a rest in a quiet place. But the crowds followed Jesus and the disciples to their place of rest. Where Jesus was open and willing to teach and feed the crowd, the disciples wanted rid of the crowd so they could rest. And to be fair, it was a busy ministry schedule. And so they deserved that rest in the end. Yet Jesus uses just a few pieces of food to not only show that he has the power and authority to perform miracles, but to show the disciples the beauty of caring for souls who seek for Jesus. I think we can often seek the rest, putting our own needs before others, and sometimes that is a really healthy thing to do. However, other times we need to seek Jesus to bring strength to us so that we can continue in that gospel ministry. This week, consider where you're trying to run on your own strength and like the disciples, have had enough. And when you identify these areas, specifically seek Jesus to give you strength and focus to keep serving him even when you're tired. 
Finally, in Psalm 7, uh, we have a, a wonderful psalm here talking about the anguish and the confidence of David. It's hard to exactly pinpoint an Old Testament reference to when the psalm was written. Likely someone on the side of Saul had brought accusations against David or in some form of ways working on behalf of Saul to bring David in. Either way, Psalm 7 is this uh, psalm of anguish, yet confidence in the Lord that David would be saved. Uh, clearly, David is in turmoil. I want us to concentrate less on the, the trial and more on the response of David. Verse 1, in God he takes his refuge. And in verse 10, God is his shield. The result of this is verse 17. David gave thanks to the Lord, for he knows the Lord will save him, leading David to rejoice in the Lord's name. You see, often we concentrate on the trial rather than our response to that trial. How do you respond to COVID? Are you panicked? Frantic in your behaviour? Or you can, knowing the Lord is in control and knowing the Lord is still very much in control of your life. Over the next few days, look less to the trial and more to your relationship with God. In our time left, let me close by praying. Father, we do thank you that we continually each day come to your word and learn from it. As we can see from our passages today, we recognise that you, Father, are in control and it's your plan and your will that is happening in our lives. We pray that we would have the confidence of David, that even in the anguish of evil surrounding us, even in the trials, we can trust you and follow after you. Father, we pray that we wouldn't become like the disciples, only seeking after ourselves. Rather, we would seek the strength of Christ to keep serving you and your kingdom. And Father, help us understand that it's not in our ability or power or strength that we can find anything true and meaningful in this life. And all of that instead comes through Jesus. So help us focus in on him this week. We pray this in the wonderful and precious name of Jesus.